Assalamu alaikum, Amnina Bambini. And I'm Fahmina Khan from the hustling, bustling city of Johannesburg. Welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com. AccidentalMuslims.com is a movement and a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. This episode was hosted by Proudly Muslims of South Africa. Assalamu alaikum, I'm Zahira Walker and you're listening to the podcast for AccidentalMuslims.com. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, today we're here with Zahira Walker, self-published author. Thank you, Zahira, for accepting our invitation to be here today and to give us some of your time. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, okay, so let's jump straight into it. Who is Zahira Walker? Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, I'm the girl who loves uh, taking selfies. I love selfies, so every day... I have to take at least one and post it on social media. It's just <laughs> to get my morning started. Uh -huh. um, on a serious note, I'm the girl who grew up in Durban. Uh -huh. um, I fell in love with words, read my first book, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and um, I just find magic in words. Uh -huh. And I, I read a lot of books, and I think one day I decided I actually want to write a book. And I did, uh, but prior to that, I studied journalism mm -hmm. and I have um, experience in print media and now I'm writing books and I'm loving it. Oh, wow, okay. So your background is in journalism. Correct. That must have helped you writing when you did decide to write your book. Uh, I don't think journalism uh, inspired the writing element. Mm -hmm. I think I just fell in, uh, fell in love with words because um, journalism is uh, strict hard news writing. That's mm -hmm. what I did. Mm -hmm. So you report on the facts, okay. whereas writing books gives you the flexibility to, to flow and to create magic. And, and um, I got that out of reading mm -hmm. and out of my love affair with words. Okay. All right. So you're an avid reader when you were younger. Correct. Tell us a little bit more about how your life experiences and how your younger days have influenced where you've landed up today. Um, I grew up, I was born in Overport okay. and I grew up in um, Phoenix. It's uh, north of Durban. Mm -hmm. And the, the perception is people who come out of Phoenix don't amount to much in life. Okay. But I think I'm the true Phoenix. Because mm -hmm. what's a Phoenix? It, it's, it's a bird that rises from the ashes. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's where I'm heading. Mm -hmm. I have dreams and aspirations that I'm striving towards. Okay. And um, I don't know if there's another author in Phoenix, but yeah, let me be the first one. <laughs> and um, look, there's so much more I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I am, you know, unpacking it, I'm taking it step by step, and all things are possible if you have faith, mm -hmm. and if you have sabr, mm -hmm. and if you believe that Allah's plan for you is definite. Okay. So how has Islam influenced your life and your life choices? Um, I was born Muslim, and I know people become confused with my surname. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've learned is that... Um, Islam is not a religion as such. It's a way of life. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have our own um, history. We have our own law. There's so, there's so much that Islam has yeah. and so much that uh, we need to understand, um, like, like with how, how a world is divided when it comes to later state, etc. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate in the sense that I went to a Muslim school, so I, I know the basics. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm proud to be Muslim because it gives me the, the freedom to do things that a lot of people think we are limited from doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when a, when a woman wears the hijab, mm -hmm. um, the Western society thinks that she's, um, um, she's contained in a box. Yeah. But it's, it's not that way. I mean, look, look at me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. I, I've, uh, I've done my first bungee jump mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I've done a free fall. I have intentions of doing an abseil of um, Table Mountain, so Cape Town must wow. be ready for me. <laughs> and I want to do skydiving, you know, um, because you are your own limitation mm -hmm. and it's up to you to do whatever you want to do. Right. So you're quite an, an adrenaline junkie then, <laughs> considering all the bungee jumping and skydiving and all of that. <laughs> I don't know so much about being an adrenaline junkie. Uh -huh. I started this in 2016. Okay. I, I um, awoke one morning and I decided that I'm alive now. Mm -hmm. I want it to be the best life yet. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be on my deathbed and think I should have done that. So, um, you know, people look at the bungee jump and they think it's scary. And it is, I promise you. And mm -hmm. I went up. Soweto Towers, mm -hmm. and um, when when they called me forward, you know, to prepare me to jump, I was nervous. I yeah, mean, everybody will be, and I was literally shaking, but it was hidden under all my clothes. <laughs> but when I stood at the top and I looked at the, you know, the landscape of Soweto mm -hmm. and, and the history that I, I know about it, mm -hmm. so many people have come and gone. The, the towers were built by hands that are now resting. Yes. Do they get to live their dreams? Yeah. So when I stood there, I realized that I have this opportunity. I want to do things mm -hmm. and I don't want to live a life of regret. That's awesome. That's definitely awesome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your books. Um, you've written three books so far? Correct. So that's Beautiful Chaos, Deadline and Desecrated. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about each of them. Um, Deadline is my debut novel. Okay. Um, that will always be my baby. It's, mm -hmm. it's the story closest to my heart. Um, it's, um, it's about a young girl who has dreams and aspirations and she wants to, she wants to go out there and she wants to, you know, seize the day. She wants to capture everything and she has a plans in place, but life doesn't go according to plan sometimes. Right. And, um, you know, generally when, when, when people face obstacles, a lot of them give up. Mm -hmm. So through deadline, I, uh, I strive to tell young men and women that if you have your, your mind map in place, if you have your goals set, mm -hmm. nothing stops you from doing things one step at a time. One take, take baby steps because yeah. eventually you will reach your goal. Mm -hmm. So, um, I enjoyed writing that book and it's, um, I think the largest of the three books, it's about 80,000 odd words mm -hmm. and every word has so much of meaning yeah. and it's been well received and I'm so grateful for that. Okay. That's good. That's good. And the, how did the rest of the books come to, to be in production? Then? <laughs> um, 
I just wanted to write one book <laughs> and, you know, to leave a legacy so yeah. people will remember Sahira Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but uh, truthfully, mm. um, Deadline was the only book I had in mind. Okay. But after you write your first book and you see the finished product, mm. that element of, uh, of pride and, mm. and that uh, uh, sense of accomplishment, yeah. it never leaves you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people read your book and they fall in love with the words and so what's coming next? So, you know, mm. when can we expect the next book? So I thought, okay, let me just, you know, do it again. Because, you know, when you think, I can't write so many thousand of words again. And then I just sat down and I thought about my second book, Beautiful Chaos. And you, you may not believe it, but I wrote that book in five weeks. Wow. And it was well received. And it was like, not part of the plan. It mm -hmm. just happened. And then I thought about the third book. And I did it. And I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about the fourth one and the fifth one, maybe. So <laughs> I guess it's, um, wh wh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when, when you do something, you think it's the only thing you want to do. Right. But when you see the impact it's having in, in the community and on society and, and uh, how it's empowering people and changing mindsets, mm -hmm. then you just have the desire to want to do more and more. Mm-hmm. And if your work is helping people to shape their lives and their beliefs, then, then why stop at one book? Yeah, of course. Of course. So uh, you said that the impact, like it's helping people and the impact has been great on people. How has it impacted people and how are you using your books to um, further empower people? So many of us have stories to tell, mm -hmm. but a lot of us don't do it because uh, we think we're not good enough yeah. or that we don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you reach out for help and, you know, people are, are too busy. Uh, I mean, genuinely busy with their yeah. own lives. But um, I'm self-published by choice. Mm -hmm. So I've learned a lot from other people. And I think my dreams, my, my intention is to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get an opportunity to speak mm -hmm. um, to a large audience, to a small group of people, uh, it's, it's about paying it forward and sharing what, what I know. Mm -hmm. Because if nobody shared with me, I wouldn't know. So sometimes you learn some things uh, on your own, um, you know, in your own personal capacity. Right. But when you learn from others... Share it with the rest of the world. It's like there's a song, Make the Circle Bigger. Yeah. So I think with me self-publishing, that's what it's all about. Okay. And um, I've received, you know, um, I'll get, for example, there's this one young woman in uh, Peter Maritzburg. She read my book uh, a few days ago and she uh, sent me a WhatsApp and she said that she cried when she read Desecrated because it reminded her of uh, broken spirits, broken souls mm -hmm. who are so lost. But by reading the book, mm -hmm. uh, she, she realized that um, we can come out of any darkness mm -hmm. if we just believe, if we just, um, you know, plan our lives. And um, there's this thing about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can accomplish with a positive mindset. So when I, when I get these reviews or these phone calls or, or you know, people sending me uh, emails and stuff, it's, um, I know I'm doing good mm -hmm. and I'm not about to stop anytime soon. Yeah, that's good. Um, amazing work. And Thank hopefully you. your books will impact a lot of people. Inshallah. Um, so you said you were self-published by, by choice. Correct. Why take the self-publishing route and not the traditional publishing route? Um, not everybody is fortunate 
you you get um, there's this author. I think she's based in Cape Town, or, or she was from Cape Town. Rada Jacobs. Uh-huh. I read her book Confessions of a Gambler, and I love that book. You should read it if you haven't. Okay, for sure. Uh, she was published by I think it was called Quella. Okay, and. I did a bit of background uh, research, and Quella publishes uh, South African-based stories. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I wrote to them many years ago, mm-hmm. and I got a rejection letter. Mm-hmm. Ouch! That's <laughs> that yeah, rejection me is always yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, but with the rejection letter, I got another letter, um, you know, attached to that. This is a beautiful story, mm-hmm. but it's not what we're looking for at this time. However. Uh, send your work to these other houses, mm-hmm. the other uh, publishing houses. And then I thought, you know, publishing houses receive thousands of, of submissions mm. every month, every year, mm-hmm. and I'll probably go to the bottom of the pile. And I don't think I want to wait until I'm a pensioner before they find my book. Yeah. So I did a bit of research. Self-publishing is the way to go, by the way. Okay. And um, there's a lot of uh, self-published authors who are doing so well. Okay. I have a friend who lives in Kempton Park. She derives her income from self-publishing. She's earned the title of international best-selling author. And I think in a year she does about nine titles. Okay. And if she can do it, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. I haven't reached that stage and I don't wish to walk in her footsteps because I'm my own person. Yeah. And um, I think with three books that I've done in three years, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Mm-hmm. So I like to self-publish because it's affordable. And the most important thing is I decide how far and how wide my books will go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be focused on a specific audience. I want my books to go out into townships and communities where the, there aren't many libraries and, and people want to be inspired. They want to know that my sister um, or my homie from mm-hmm. South Africa, from Johannesburg, from Durban, wherever, if she can do it, mm-hmm. I can do it too. Yeah. And if my stories can make a difference in just one life, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy. Which project has been the most meaningful to you and why? project I do so many things uh, that has uh, given me so much of satisfaction uh, but the one thing that that sticks out for me is the um, the corporate social investment portfolio that I hold at work yeah um, I'm allowed to um, you know derive the concept and um, you know re- uh, raise the funding. I go out into communities. Uh, when, when, you, when you sit in, in a large organization in your fancy office, mm. you do not know what goes on in the community. So I work in a property uh, environment and um, I have the in, uh, opportunity in, to interact with uh, different regions, different communities, and, and you know, uh, there's different gradings. Mm-hmm. So I get to go to the most safest ones and the most dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. And I meet little children with such beautiful, shining eyes. And that is their microcosm. That's mm-hmm. the whole world for them, you know, where, wherever they are. And I meet them sometimes and, you know, just, just to get that hug or that smile, it, it's so warming. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 
it gives me a lot of joy and satisfaction. And then on the other hand, I get to go out and meet the senior citizens. And when, and when you look at the hands, you know, the hands are wrinkled and old. And, and these are hands that raised me. They, mm -hmm. they, 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 um, they sowed the seeds for our future. And, and these are hands that are, are, these are beautiful hands. And, you know, when they hug me and when they, when they touch my hand and they say thank you mm -hmm. for, for coming to us and for making a difference and you've basically made my year or this might be my last uh, holiday or I may never see you again. Those are words that teach me and show me that, Sahira, you're doing good. Mm -hmm. You're doing the right thing. Please don't stop now. And uh, I hope to do more and we'll see where the future goes. Okay, inshallah. I mean, and I think it just shows that, you know, one person can do so much, you know, through your books, through your community initiatives. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. If you just do your little bit, it's making an impact on exactly, somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What is your life's motto? Do you have a life's motto? I am my own limitation and I will not stop until I've done what I intend to do. Very determined. <laughs> uh, determined, yes. Yeah. As you will see, if you if you read Deadline, yeah. uh, the author, uh, the not the author. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I like to praise myself. I'm just kidding. The the protagonist. Yeah. She's a determined spirit, and if she wasn't a de determined spirit, she would not have reached or accomplished all the goals that she had set for herself in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So be determined, because anything and everything is possible. Um, okay, so we've been focusing on you as an author, and you mentioned your um, corporate social program at work, um, but what is your full-time job then? Um, my background is journalism. I started my um, career writing for, uh -huh. for the print media, Yeah. and I reached a stage where it was becoming a bit too much for me, where, mm -hmm. um, you know, a journalist, you have to be on call 24 hours. Yeah. You... Uh, you have to work public holidays and and uh, weekends, and it mm -hmm. was be, it was impacting on my personal life. Okay. So I um, I saw this um, this uh, job application mm -hmm. in um, I think it was one of the newspaper uh, mainstream newspapers, and I thought, ah, government, I'm not going to apply, or maybe I should apply, <laughs> and I just take a chance. But then when this job was for, it, it was an organization that dealt with property. Mm -hmm. And I wrote stories about them. And mm -hmm. boy, did I give them a hard time. <laughs> so I applied. Mm -hmm. And I forgot about it. And I think three weeks later, I was called for an interview. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very surprised. I didn't know where Bramfontein was at the time. <laughs> so I went to the interview and... I was very upset because it wasn't professional. They mm -hmm. didn't know why I was there. They were sending me to the different floors. And eventually the interview took place. And they asked me to be honest about the reception I received. Mm -hmm. And I told them exactly what I thought. It was the most unprofessional company, most disorganized company. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I put my foot in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when I was leaving, the HR manager told me uh, that there were 600 applications for that specific post and um, they will only contact the successful person. Mm -hmm. So I left there thinking, oh, you know, this there's, is, no way. Like, there's no way. Yeah. There are 600 people. <laughs> a week later, I got a phone call. Congratulations. You have, uh, you have been placed in the position. Mm -hmm. We would like you to come forward and sign 
the contract and wow that's how it started i've been there seven years already oh wow amazing what is your definition of success success is uh contentment mm -hmm. self-contentment okay and just being happy with wherever you are in your life uh, I think that's that's the that's the starting point. It's mm -hmm. the seed because you know once you are happy, it it impacts and it leads to so much more. It, mm -hmm. It's it's like um, it's like the root mm -hmm. of wherever you want to go. Yeah. So contentment and you know happiness and all of that. So once you master that, mm -hmm. you can do anything and everything. Mm. And I think the key is just being grateful because at the end of the day, there will always be those with more and those with less and those that, you know, accomplish more and those accomplish less. You can't compare yourself to other people. That is very correct. Yeah. Uh, I actually like what you're saying because remember when, when you were created, mm -hmm. um, you you were um, you have a, a specific DNA that's unique to you. Mm -hmm. So I can't be you. You can't be me. Yeah. You know I am my own brand. Yeah. I know what I want to do, mm -hmm. and I don't have to do it as well as you or better than you. Mm -hmm. But as long as I am satisfied and I'm content with what I'm doing and I'm making a difference, mm -hmm. that's all you need. Okay. So we we're trying to aim our podcasts at young people. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to become a writer or has aspirations to write their own book one day? Whoever sits down to write a book or has intentions of writing a book, believe in yourself. Write your story. Write whatever you want. Do not think about editing. Do not think about how am I going to do it yeah. or how will my story be, rece be received out there. Mm -hmm. Because when you sit down and you write, you're writing from your heart and you're writing in that mindset, which is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, and um, you can only ask for help and get help once you have a manuscript in hand. Yeah. So, you know, I meet a lot of people who tell me, uh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And three years later, they haven't written a word yet. Mm -hmm. So if you want to write a book, nothing is stopping you but yourself. Mm -hmm. Write your book. And we can always work on the rest later, you know, in terms of the genre and the plotting and the planning, etc. Mm -hmm. But the most difficult thing is to get all those words out on paper. Mm -hmm. And once you master that, the rest is easy. Okay. So, so just getting started. Yes. Do not procrastinate. Live in the now write your story now and we'll work on the rest what future goals or aspirations do you have to impact other people my long-term dream is to be a motivational speaker mm -hmm. slash inspiration to other people mm -hmm. um, i want to show a lot of people mainly women but let's not leave the men out <laughs> um, you know i want to show them that Sometimes life is easy. You know, we have all the support and things just fall into place perfectly. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. And um, the obstacles placed in your path are not there to uh, limit you. Mm -hmm. It's there to help you um, find your courage. Because when you are faced with a difficulty, you actually become, you know, you get this adrenaline rush and you want to try harder. And when you do that, yeah, you, you tend to achieve more. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, whatever life throws at you, um, embrace it. Mm -hmm. Be open to all the challenges mm -hmm. because 
those challenges shape your dreams. It mm -hmm. shapes who you are mm -hmm. and it gives you the strength yeah. to forge ahead in life. In your personal life, were there any obstacles or turning points in your life that, um, that caused you to move forward or inspired you to move forward? There's two things that come to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I was always told that I talk too much when I was much <laughs> younger, and I do. I think I do talk too much. And um, I, I was drawn towards becoming a, a reporter. You uh -huh. know, we had the mic in hand and, yeah. you know, TV screen, etc. Yeah. So I studied journalism. And when I wrote my first story, it was just a little fuller, you mm -hmm. know, about this crash that happened while I was on my way home uh, <laughs> after the newsroom. And I was so proud of that. And I wanted to be a journalist who worked for CNN and Sky News and, you know, ruling the world kind yeah. of thing, the first Muslim Girl uh, power. woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. my, uh, my contract ended. There was no permanent position. Mm -hmm. And I had to leave. And I thought I had to pack my dreams away. Right. And I think my dreams were packed away for a very long time. But that yearning to write again was so strong mm -hmm. that I looked at every job application that uh, advertised media positions. And I always got rejection letters mm -hmm. or, you know, your application was unsuccessful or we're not, you're not what we're looking for. But I, I, I had that dream and, and I knew I was going to be a reporter again. And I did. You know, I ended up with, I, I moved province and I started afresh, so I needed to. I needed that contract to end um, at my first position because it took me to so many different places. Yeah. And then the major thing for me that transformed me and the way I, I view life is: your future is is uncertain, mm -hmm. but you have to be prepared for whatever comes your way. Um. I met and married a beautiful man um, in, I call him a beautiful man because uh, within three weeks we were married. We met in a coffee shop. He walked up to me and asked me if I'll marry him. And for me, it was a joke. I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, he embraced Islam. We got married um, in Durban North and he was a better Muslim than me. He taught me so much uh, uh, about Islam, even though you know, he came into the religion new. Yeah. Like, you know, once he asked me, um, why do you eat with three fingers? I couldn't answer. Uh -huh. And he's like, okay, let me tell you. And he explained, you know, he used <laughs> the little finger to, for Kilal and stuff. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. And we spent um, 12 beautiful years together and uh, Allah reclaimed him into the heavenly flock. Mm -hmm. But what he left me with was the gift that, I'm Muslim, alive, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm living, and I have so much to give the world, so many lives to change and empower. That for me was the turning point in my life. And it is because of, of that incident and Mikhail, um, you know, passing on that has taken me out of that, that um, comfort zone mm -hmm. and forced me to break down walls that I've built around me, to um, step into different new territories yeah. and to face my fears. It gave you courage. It did give me yeah. courage. Just listening to you, you can see that you have a love for words because just how you said he was reclaimed into the heavenly flock. It was just poetic. Very poetic. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and apart from that, from what you said, it, it just shows that 
some of us who were born Muslim, we take for granted that we know Islam, but sometimes we don't know everything. And just the fact that he was teaching you the little basic things that we, you know, we don't, we don't go and inquire a little bit more. Whereas people that do come into the fold of Islam do that inquiry that we should be doing as well. So, yeah. He taught me a lot. Mm. You know, when I went to Madrasa, mm -hmm. I learned the Quran in Arabic, mm -hmm. uh, parrot fashion. Yeah. And he embraced Islam at the age of 42. Wow. You know, and, you know, um, during Ramadan, he'll recite the Quran. He was a doctor. Mm -hmm. So his, his schedule was very hectic. Mm -hmm. And after Tarawi, he'll, you know, he'll recite Quran and he'll tell me, do you know this happened? And do you know why that happened? And I learned so much through him, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm so glad that we met mm -hmm. because in a way, I, I guess I was the, the chain, mm -hmm. the link that invited him into the folds of Islam, mm -hmm. and for that, I'm truly grateful. Alhamdulillah. What are you most grateful for right now? I am most grateful for my life right now um, because so many people lie on their deathbed and they haven't had the opportunity to do things or to say things. I have this life gifted to me by Allah. I can make changes. Mm -hmm. If I've done wrong, I, I have that time to uh, seek forgiveness yeah. f uh, for my wrongdoing. I have the time to um, inspire people to make a change and to leave a legacy. Um, the present is so important, mm -hmm. and I'm blessed with that, and I'm, I'm taking full advantage. So life for me is very important. If today was your last day, and you were going to die, um, what would you say to people? Live your best life yet. Mm -hmm. Be grateful. Um, people come into your lives for a reason or a season. Some of them are falter. Some of them will hurt you, which mm -hmm. is not intentional. Do not harbor that hate because it will just diminish your quality of life. Forgive people and... Um, you know, family is important. So my parents are in uh, Durban and mm -hmm. I live here. Mm -hmm. But parents are important. Pick up that phone. Greet your mom and dad. You know, your, your, your broken relationships mend them because you don't want to lie on your deathbed when you're just about to take your last breath and you, and you say to yourself, I wish I had done that. Yeah. It's too late then. And how would you like society to remember you? Well, the women who love taking selfies. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would like to be remembered um, as the little girl who grew up in Phoenix but uh, went on to make a difference. And I want people to remember me as the fighting spirit, the warrior woman, the woman who was not afraid to tell people, Hey, you know what? I'm Muslim and I'm proud. Mm -hmm. And I can do all things because um, Allah has given me that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm like, I want them to remember me as the accidental author slash uh, accidental everything. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I think I've, I've done most things or I found most things through an accident. Mm -hmm. And I've made something of it. So if I can do it, 
uh, so can Anybody the rest can. of the people. Yes, mm. that's how I'd like to be remembered. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. It's been so inspirational to talk to you today. And inshallah, your books will have a greater impact and you will have a greater impact on people going forward. I have no doubt of that, in fact. But yeah, thank you for your time today. Shukran, thank you for having me here. It has been awesome and I hope I managed to inspire you and the audience. Inshallah, ameen. Ameen. Jazakallah. Thank you for listening. We hope this podcast added value and we hope that you enjoyed it. Most of all, we hope that our guest has inspired you to live with purpose. Please don't forget to send us your suggestions on info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know of any inspiring people out there, please do contact us. And remember to follow accidentalmuslims.com and Proudly Muslims of South Africa on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Assalamu alaikum.